I'm going to read you part of an email that was sent to Mike Walton, president of Cool Air Products. This is from a contractor. And he says, hi, Mike. As a heating and air conditioning contractor, I've been using your product number 322 AC Smart Seal Quick Seal. It's actually Quick Shot, but that's okay. With great success in both residential and commercial units. He goes on to ask questions about automotive sealants for his daughter's car. But the gist of that is contractors are using it to provide value for their customers and they're receiving value back from the product. And that's a bit of a testimonial in an email to, to Mike, which is really, really cool to hear. The fact that it's oil-based and non-clogging and all that jazz, that's just a bonus on top of it all. That makes the product more valuable to me anyway. So if you want to get jiggy with House Call Pro, oh, and by the way, I have a really cool story about a service call coming up. <laughs> but if you want to get jiggy with paperless stuff, invoicing, estimating, dispatching, uh, taking payment straight from a customer at their residence, House Call Pro has that all set up within their platform. I've got a landing page for you to check out. It's very easy to do. Just go to housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know it all. So I'm going to go through the service call that I did yesterday and I made a video of it too, short little two minute video and I'll post it so everybody can get a visual because a lot of us are visual uh, learners. We like to see videos and pictures, but some of us like to listen to podcasts. So I'm going to explain the service call and kind of how this call, it almost, it threw me for a loop for a few minutes and this is how it went down. So I have a job to clean out a bunch of condensate pumps on a bunch of portable units that do these little tiny hub rooms, server rooms. Uh, they're not very big. They're like maybe like 10 by six or something like that. Each one, they're not very big. So these portable units, they're, they're a couple of tons each. You just plug into the wall and they all have condensate pumps. Well, every year I like to clean out condensate pumps because the mildew and stuff that collects inside of them. So I took the pump. Basically what I do is I take the base of the pump, I dump it into a bucket and I clean it with a rag and all that. And then I flip the electrical side of the pump over and I clean the floats on like that. There's two floats. There's one that rises and engages the motor to pump the water out. And there's another one that rises. If the pump dies, basically will kick the circuit out, kick the cooling circuit out. So we're not creating any more condensate. So I did all that and I put it back together and the cooling was starting, stopping, starting, stopping. And it seemed like it was doing it as I was fiddling with the pump. So it got me thinking like maybe there's something wrong with the safety switch. So I took the pump apart again and I took the switch right out, took the float off and the switch has a common, normally open, normally closed contact on it. So I checked each one to make sure that it switched over and it did no problems. I tested it a bunch of times. So I'm like, it can't be the switch. It's gotta be something else. So I went over to the wire, the wiring diagram and looked at the safeties on it. There was a high pressure switch and there was the pump uh, float safety. That's it. So I took the panels off and noticed that there was a low pressure switch in this, in the unit. I'm like, man, that's not on the wiring diagram. Somebody must have added this on. 
So I had to start tracing all the wires and figure out where they went. And lo and behold, what it was, it was cycling on low pressure. So I, I took my gauges, I stuck them on, and I saw the, the machine start up. It was 410A. I saw the machine start up, and the pressure instantly dropped down to like 70 PSI on the low side. So it kicked off. So what I did at that point was is I started to leak search, leak search. And immediately, there's a truck backing up here in front of me. You can probably hear it, the reverse. <laughs> immediately, um, I went to pull the caps off, the service caps. And this is why I say don't trust Schrader uh, valves and I don't trust caps. Because the cap was loose. It must have vibrated loose somehow or it wasn't tightened up properly to begin with. So when I took that cap off, you could see bubbling. You could see oil or refrigerant bubbling right out of the Schrader valve itself. So I replaced that Schrader core. Okay, I used some Nylog and I put it on the caps when I was finished. But I had to charge the machine up. Charged it up, got it going, and, and that's the end of that. But it threw me for a loop because the low pressure switch wasn't on the diagram. And I guess the moral of the story... Uh, this guy needs to move along here. <laughs> the moral of the story is that don't take anything, or, or not everything is what meets the eye. Okay, if I followed the diagram and I just presumed, oh, it's not my, it's not my float, it must be my high pressure switch because it's the only other thing that's in the circuit. I could have replaced something that wasn't faulty. So always look at the big picture, right? I did a, a podcast with Chris Stevens from HVACR videos on the same topic. Look at the big picture. So I took it apart, found the low pressure switch, diagnosed the thing as being low on refrigerant, and it was, of course, cycling on the low pressure switch. And always, 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 guys, service caps, yes, they have rubber um, seats in them to seat down on that, on that fitting, but always, always, always use Nylog because it just it just gives you some more um, insurance. That's it. End of podcast, guys. I'm out. Happy HVACing.